Ladies and gentlemen, hi, this is Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd, host of Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff, broadcasting live each week on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time from Fishbowl Radio Network Studios at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. Tune in to hear how we will be unpacking issues in our society, aligning with the teachings of Christ. So be sure to log on each week on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time to catch Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd. Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Ladies and gentlemen, hi. Welcome to Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd. This is the day that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you from the bottom and top of my heart for joining me. You have no idea how much I appreciate you. Thank you to those of you that are listening to me on the Fishbowl Radio Network, and thank you for those that are watching me on Facebook Live. If you're watching me on Facebook Live, type in where you are watching me from. I was got word on last week that in our top five we have viewers from Bangladesh so hello to my viewers in Bangladesh thank you so much for tuning in to Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff we have an amazing show on today we have Dr. Danae LeMay the two-time uh, award-winning author she is from the Champion Kingdom Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. So hello to the beautiful First Lady and to her husband, Pastor LeMay. Thank you so much for being a guest today on Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. And what a powerful show we have in store for you. So thank you. So if you are on Facebook Live, please do a form of ministry for me. Please like and share, 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 share. Thank you so much. Before we do anything, let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that died on the cross for our sins so that we may have the right to the tree of life. Oh, but the story didn't end there. On the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. He said that I come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. God, we thank you so much for this show, Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. Thank you for everyone that is listening, that is under the sound of my voice. God, you know what their needs are. God, I ask you that you touch them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I ask you whether it is financial, whether it is emotional, whether it is physical, God, whether it is family issues. God, I ask you that you touch them right now. God, I pray that you go watch over this show right now. And I pray, God, that you bless this interview between Dr. LeMay and I. And I pray that there is something that is said between Dr. LeMay and I that will bring someone closer to you, that will bless someone that it will inspire someone that will empower someone Lord and I ask you in the name of Jesus that everyone can walk away knowing that there is power and forgiveness and how we need to deal with trauma and God will be so careful to give you all the praise all the honor and all of the glory we ask these blessings in your son Jesus name we pray amen have you ever had issues with forgiving someone have you ever dealt with any type of of trauma and if we're all honest all of us have had some trauma in our lives whether it's done with childhood or adulthood all of us have had something to happen to us and you know what that word is life life happens to all of us life is not fair but Dr. Danae LeMay is taking us on this journey where she's going to be talking to us about the power of forgiveness about trauma can you imagine 
having your parent kill another parent and then you forgive there is so much power in this story and when I tell you that Dr. Danae May is a class act beautiful a powerful woman of God so ladies and gentlemen I present to you Dr. Danae LeMay Ladies and gentlemen, I have the honor of interviewing the beautiful Dr. Danae LeMay. And so, Dr. LeMay, can you tell us a little bit about your Developing Queens Mentoring Program? Sure. Well, first off, I want to say thank you and hello to everybody out there. Thank you to everyone that is watching and joining here on this beautiful, amazing platform. So thank you so much, Dr. Tiff for this opportunity to be here. I am overjoyed, I'm excited. I couldn't hardly sleep last night. I was just so ready to be here. I feel like there's a kindredness here between the two of us. And Absolutely. I'm just looking forward to our time together, but thank you again so much. Well, you were asking me about the Developing Queens program. The Developing Queens program is actually something that I have to start it off this way. I've been doing this for a long time and I really didn't have a name. I didn't have a title. I really didn't have anything that I would say was a, was the official for it. It was just kind of something that I was doing out of my own uh, passion and my own desire to see women uh, just move and, and develop and to grow and to become all that they were called to be. And it just kind of started off, you know, as something that, you know, where I would just reach out to women. This was way back before we started ministry. And I would just reach out to them and say, hey, you want to sit down? You want to have a, you know, you want to meet? Let's talk and let's find out some things that are going on. So that's kind of how it started. But it has now developed into what it is. It's a mentorship program. And this mentorship is not just for um, just your everyday woman. It's for every woman. Um, it's not just limited to a group or one sector or one segment, but it's for all women. I have women that are leaders. Of, of leaders. I have women that are in politics, women that are in uh, other nations and countries. I have women all around the United States that have been a part of this program. Some, if I were to name them, you would, you would know who they are. But it's just a wonderful opportunity that I've had to be a part uh, of, of developing this. But developing Queens is really, it's an it's a opportunity for me, what I love to do is I love to not just uh, have a program where you have a book, you know, you got a workbook, you know how those things go, and then you're sitting there and you're kind of writing things down. No, this is something that is so specific and so uniquely designed. So each woman that I have the opportunity to, uh, you know, to work with and to be a part of the mentorship program, I design for them specifically what it is that they are needing. Because remember, everybody has their assignment. Everybody has their um, their call, their purpose, their their mission, their mandate that they've got to fulfill. And I can't just put down a any manual, you know, though we have one, but I cannot give that to every person. So what I like to do is I like to specifically design it. I like to sit down with each and every woman and talk with them. I want to hear their story. I want to hear what's going on in their life. And from there, the Lord just really kind of directs me. And so we're able to get to the root of situations as opposed to just, you know, kind of throwing balls at what's, you know, what's seen and what's, uh, you know, what's the most uh, prevalent thing that's taking place in their life. 
So, you know, from that, what I like to do is I like to share, I like to get in, uh, you know, give them the keys and the instructions that are needed so that they can go out and I mean, make that thing turn in their life. A lot of times what I've come to find is that women are just in a, in a stuck position mm-hmm. and they can't see how they got there or that even that they are stuck. And they don't understand why my wheels keep spinning. Why am I doing the same thing over and over? Why am I going through these cycles? Well, you're going through cycles because you don't understand the root. Let me give you a little story about this. I have a young lady that some years ago I started working out and I would have these little areas that would pop up on my back between my shoulder blades and they would get tight and they would get really hard. And the Lord really just directed my steps to this young lady. And I went to go get a massage And when I got there, this is what she said. She says, why are you here? Now, of course, you know why I'm here. I'm here to get a massage. And she said, but no, tell me where is the pain? And so once I told her, I didn't give her the specific area. I mean, like the pinpoint, I just said it's in this side. And she said, okay, once she brought her gift, once she brought her gift and she brought it in with the understanding, her knowledge that she got from me. She was able now to put together a plan. And with her hands on my back, she didn't even have to tell me. She knew exactly when she hit the spot. I knew when I hit when she hit the spot. Because, you know, I can I could cry out. And it's the same thing in the mentorship program. I give women, I come together with the two hands and I help to bring them to the area where the spot is. But a lot of times, this is what she told me, where the pain is, is not where it's coming from. So in other words, the pain may be up here, but it's actually much lower because it's stemming from something else. And that's what this mentorship program is. It's really about being some something for someone that I wish I had in my life. I wish I had a mentor that could have taught me and trained me and brought me up under their wings. Someone that would have allowed me to step on the back of their experience and their wisdom to give me the wings to soar and to fly. But I didn't have that. And I asked God one day, I said, why is it that I don't have it? He says, what I'm doing in you, Danae, is I'm going to create in you what you are looking for. You will become what you are looking for and you will be that for other women. So that's really what developing Queens is kind of all about. And I've done this in large groups. I do this in small groups and I do this one-on-one, but I think my favorite, favorite uh, way to do the mentorship is one-on-one. I just, I really passionately love doing it. So you'll work with anyone, anyone, Okay. So, so our listeners, so any, so you will work with anyone and that's beautiful that you will create a plan specifically targeted for that person. And that's good because usually people will just give you just some, you know, on the surface tools, you know, wake up 30 minutes a day, write your goals, you know, meditate. No, you have a specific plan that you have and i like how you were very vulnerable by saying i wish that i had somebody i wish that there were more women who came out and was very honest of what you just said that just freed a lot of people that actually freed me i actually have been saying that a lot for the past few weeks for women history month that i didn't have a group of women who just lifted me up who just who helped me i wish i had women who were who mentored me because 
if I have to be honest, Dr. LeMay, there were some women who inspired me of what I didn't want to be like. There were mm -hmm. women who I looked up to, but those women that I looked up to, who I went to, before I knew it, when I turned my back, they were talking about me. They were catty. They were petty. They had the name. They had the doctor in front of their name. They had the luxury cars. They had the mansions. They had the bags. They had everything. But they were in, they had a deficit. Well, Ladies and Ladies and gentlemen, hi, this is Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd, host of Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff, broadcasting live each week on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time from Fishbowl Radio Network Studios at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. Tune in to hear how we will be unpacking issues in our society, aligning with the teachings of Christ. So be sure to log on each week on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time to catch Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd. Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Jump in. We've had some technical difficulties, but that's okay. We're going to start back with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, you are so great and so worthy to be praised. Lord, we just give you all of the praise. God, we pray that you watch over the show, Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiffin. We pray, God, that this interview with Dr. LeMay and I will empower and inspire someone. And we'll be so careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all of the glory. We ask these blessings in your son Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Thank you all so much from the fishbowl radio network and for those of you that are watching me facebook live please like and share and i present to you dr danae lemay anytime ladies and gentlemen i have the honor of interviewing the beautiful dr danae lemay and so dr lemay can you tell us a little bit about your developing queens mentoring program sure well first off i want to say thank you and hello to everybody out there thank you to everyone that is watching and joining here on this beautiful amazing platform so thank you so much dr tiff for this mm -hmm. opportunity be here. I am overjoyed. I'm excited. I couldn't hardly sleep last night. I was just so ready to be here. I feel like there's a kindredness here between the two of us. And Absolutely. I'm just looking forward to our time together. But thank you again so much. Well, you were asking me about the Developing Queens program. The Developing Queens program is actually something that I have to start it off this way. I've been doing this for a long time and I really didn't have a name. I didn't have a title. I really didn't have anything that I would say was a, was the official for it. It was just kind of something that I was doing out of my own uh, passion and my own desire to see women uh, just move and, and develop and to grow and to become all that they were called to be. And it just kind of started off, you know, as something that, you know, where I would just reach out to women. This was way back before we started ministry. 
And I would just reach out to him and say, hey, you want to sit down? You want to have a, you know, you want to meet? Let's talk and let's find out some things that are going on. So that's kind of how it started. But it has now developed into what it is. It's a mentorship program. And this mentorship is not just for um, just your everyday woman. It's for every woman. Um, It's not just limited to a group or one sector or one segment, but it's for all women. I have women that are leaders of of leaders. I have women that are in politics, women that are in uh, other nations and countries. I have women all around the United States that have been a part of this program. Some, if I were to name them, you you would know who they are. But it's just a wonderful opportunity that I've had to be a part uh, of, of developing this, but developing Queens is really, it's a, it's a opportunity for me. What I love to do is I love to not just, uh, have a program where you have a book, you know, you got a workbook, you know, how those things go. And then you're sitting there and you're kind of writing things down. No, this is something that is so specific and so uniquely designed. So each woman that I have the opportunity to, uh, you know, to work with and to be a part of the mentorship program, I design for them specifically what it is that they are needing. Because remember, everybody has their assignment. Everybody has their um, their call, their purpose, their, their mission, their mandate that they've got to fulfill. And I can't just put down a, any manual, you know, though we have one, but I cannot give that to every person. So what I like to do is I like to specifically design it. I like to sit down with each and every woman and talk with them. I want to hear their story. I want to hear what's going on in their life. And from there, the Lord just really kind of directs me. And so we're able to get to the root of situations as opposed to just, you know, kind of throwing balls at what's, you know, what's seen and what's, uh, you know, what's the most uh, prevalent thing that's taking place in their life. So, you know, from that, what I like to do is I like to share. I like to get in, uh, you know, give them the keys and the instructions that are needed so that they can go out and, I mean, make that thing turn in their life. A lot of times what I've come to find is that women are just in a in a stuck position mm-hmm. and they can't see how they got there or that even that they are stuck. And they don't understand why my wheels keep spinning. Why am I doing the same thing over and over? Why am I going through these cycles? Well, you're going through cycles because you don't understand the root. Let me give you a little story about this. I have a young lady that some years ago I started working out and I would have these little areas that would pop up on my back between my shoulder blades and they would get tight and they would get really hard. And the Lord really just directed my steps to this young lady. And I went to go get a massage. And when I got there, this is what she said. She says, why are you here? Now, of course, you know why I'm here. I'm here to get a massage. And she said, but no, tell me where is the pain? And so once I told her, I didn't give her the specific area. I mean, like the pinpoint, I just said, it's in this side. And she said, okay, once she brought her gift, once she brought her gift and she brought it in with the understanding, her knowledge that she got from me, she was able now to put together a plan. And when her hands my back, she didn't even have to tell me. She knew exactly when she hit the spot. I knew when I hit, when she hit the spot, because, you know, I can, I could cry out. And it's the same thing in the mentorship program. I give women, I come together with the two hands and I help to bring them to the area where the spot is. But a lot of times, this is what she told me, where it, the pain is, is not where it's coming from. So in other words, the pain may be up here, but it's actually much lower because it's stemming from something else. 
And that's what this mentorship program is. It's really about being some something for someone that I wish I had in my life. I wish I had a mentor that could have taught me and trained me and brought me up under their wings. Someone that would have allowed me to step on the back of their experience and their wisdom to give me the wings to soar and to fly. But I didn't have that. And I asked God one day, I said, why is it that I don't have it? He says, what I'm doing in you, Danae, is I'm going to create in you what you are looking for. You will become what you are looking for and you will be that for other women. So that's really what Developing Queens is kind of all about. And I've done this in large groups. I do this in small groups and I do this one-on-one. But I think my favorite, favorite uh, way to do the mentorship is one-on-one. I just, I really passionately love doing it. So you'll work with anyone, anyone. Okay, so so our listeners, so any so you will work with anyone, and that's beautiful that you will create a plan spe- specifically targeted for that person, and that's good because usually people will just give you just some, you know, on the surface tools, you know, wake up thirty minutes a day, write your goals, you know, meditate. No, you have a specific plan that you have and i like how you were very vulnerable by saying i wish that i had somebody i wish that there were more women who came out and was very honest of what you just said that just freed a lot of people that actually freed me i actually have been saying that a lot for the past few weeks for women history month that i didn't have a group of women who just lifted me up who just who helped me i wish i had women who were who mentored me because if I have to be honest, Dr. LeMay, there were some women who inspired me of what I didn't want to be like. There were women who I looked up to, but those women that I looked up to, who I went to, before I knew it, when I turned my back, they were talking about me. They were catty. They were petty. They had the name. They had the doctor in front of their name. They had the luxury cars. They had the mansions. They had the bags. They had everything. But they were they had a deficit of moral character and 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 that was the unfortunate piece which brings me to the second question how can we as women celebrate each other without feeling threatened (laughs) wow that's a deep question and i really believe this i believe that the way that you can uh if i could say this dr tip to me the way that you would be able to do that it's going to be an inside job the only way that I believe other women can support others is when uh, when they have understood, when they recognize, when they announce. In other words, they're going to have to talk about this and say it. And when they come to an understanding that I've got some deficits within myself. Because, see, this is what I've come to find out, is that your success becomes an indictment to someone else when they are not in their level or in their place of purpose, then your success becomes an indictment to them. They become threatened by that. And really what it is, it's fear. And fear is the, is the, is the largest root, but there's a lot of offshoot roots that go along with that fear. And so they have the fear of, you know, when it comes down to, uh, you know, not supporting or, or not being there for one another, a lot of times it comes out of the fear that, you know what, if I celebrate you, 
if I lift up your organization or what you are doing or the work that you are accomplishing, then somehow within a, a person that has deficits or a person that is uh, not walking in purpose, what it begins to do to them is it begins to make them feel as though they are decreasing and not increasing. And so with that being said, I think the only way, the only way that women can do this and come together rightfully because God says this in his word, he says, where there is unity, the blessing resides. There is so much success when women can learn how to celebrate and come together in unity. But you've got to have a unifying mission. In other words, you know, some people say, well, I'm, I'm not supporting because she's doing this and she's doing that. Well, what can we come together about? And I love to say this, we can come together about the things of God. We can come together about the kingdom of God. Can we agree on that? And when we come together, then we understand this. I don't have to be tired. I don't have to be stressed out. I don't have to be laid out in the bed for a week trying to recover because I'm trying to do everything. I've been assigned to do a few things, not everything. And I've really been assigned to narrow that down to one thing. And if I do that one thing well, guess what? I can celebrate you over here because you're doing the other part that I'm not you know, necessarily mandated or called to do. And you on the other side, you're doing your assignment. And when everybody does their part, every joint supplies, everyone comes together. There is something that is unifying and it is uplifting and it is powerful. And it is a, uh, it's, it's a place where we learn how to just grow and manage. And we become the, the, the ones that are, um, how do I say this? We are the ones that are becoming the models in the moment. In this moment, we need more models of how to unify, how to come together, how to celebrate. And we can't do that until we get healed. And I believe that so many, um, and, and I really believe the healing comes when you know your purpose. When you know your assignment. A bird, let me say this, Dr. Tiff, a bird never competes with a fish. <laughs> birds know that what they're called to do and what they're called to do is built within them they have flight within their wings they have flight from the time they come out cracking up out of that egg they are ready to go but they just need a little what they need a little nudge fish never compete with a bird because guess what they know the birds can't come down where they are the fish stay in their area and their environment where they grow and where they thrive and where they become. And I believe when women, when we can get healed and understand our purpose and our position that we have been given, each and every one of us individually, but then corporately, we can come together and do some amazing things because God has fashioned us, he has equipped us, and he has called us for such a time as this. Oh, wow. That's powerful. And, you know, don't, do you also think that a lot of this also maybe stems from childhood trauma of, you know, of why some people can be the way that they are? Um, some people didn't root for them. So they, they have this hurt and this this pain that they want to treat people the way that people treated them. Do you think that that's possible as well? I do. I really do. I believe that. And I believe a lot of that is correct. As you stated, it is, it stems from someplace. That's why, I, like I was talking about the, with the young lady who works on my back, she says, though, this is the spot where you're hurting. She said, there is somewhere else that the pain is coming from. And a lot of times when you see women 
or you see individuals who are, you know, they, they lack that ability to celebrate. They lack that ability to applaud others at, you know, what it is that God has called them to do. Um, recognize and know this. It's coming from another place mm. because they're not made to be that way. We're not born in fashion. The creator didn't make us in that way to be withholding we are supposed to be givers we're supposed to be the ones that are supporters we are nurturers by nature women are we are yeah you know i, I know that you know it's stated as well that that we have more of the emotional side that we sometimes think and, and act from but the truth of the matter is women are just absolutely great at nurturing and caring and supporting. So when you see someone that's not doing that, you know they're in an abnormal state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's abnormal. That's not a normal place for you to be in. Because it, even in their quietness, they would go back home and they would say, you know what, I really shouldn't have acted like that. I really shouldn't have said that. I really should not have done that. Or maybe I should have done it. You know, I don't know why I didn't. And they, and they reason within themselves. And I say this because I know from the conversations that I have with women in my mentorship groups and classes and one-on-one -on -one sessions, these are the things that we talk about and discuss. Let me say something. You said something, Dr. Tiffin. You don't really know a whole lot about my, about my story. I have a, I have a, a, you know, a wonderful, amazing um, story that you know that the lord a journey that the lord has taken me on when i was 21 years of age you're talking about trauma let's talk about that for a minute because i think that is so necessary to discuss and i'll give a very short uh brief testimony here and that is um i went to uh i'm a student i'm a girl from an hbcu bethune cookman college come on daytona beach yes mm -hmm. and so uh, hbcu all the way and so when I was coming home uh, this particular weekend, a girlfriend of mine, we both are from a very small town in Florida called Hawthorne. And when we drove home, I went and took her and dropped her off. And at this time, um, like I said, just to give you a brief of it, my parents were separated. My mother and my sister, who was 11 years younger than me, uh, that's the only other sibling that I have, uh, she was, uh, we were living at my grandmother's house at that time. And so uh, at that time, I came home to see my mom. She was on the telephone, which was not uncommon. In other words, my mother was, let me say this, let me preface all of this. She was a woman of God. She was a woman of prayer and intercession, and she was a woman that modeled the word. I never heard a negative word come out of her mouth regarding my father. I never heard her talk about anyone in the community. That was just not who she was. She was always an uplifter, a giver, and she was just a wonderful, wonderful woman who modeled the things of God before me and so she was on the phone which wasn't uncommon she was talking to a friend of hers and she was praying with and she said i'll be up i said mom i really need to talk to you she said i'll be off in just a minute so i went back out talked to my grandmother and my sister for a little bit came back and i said hey i really gotta talk to you mom about something i said this is really really important she says i promise you i'll be off in just a minute she says i'm almost done and so i said well you know what i'll do i i have carolyn's bag this is the girl that was with me i said let me go drop it off to her house and i'll come right back to make a very long story short, I was gone probably about maybe 15, 20 minutes. And by the time when I was driving back home uh, that night, it was very, very dark. And all I saw was lights everywhere. I saw police lights. I saw ambulance lights. And I saw the fire.
truck lights. When I pulled up to our house, all the neighbors were out. It was a dark night, but people were out. People were over at the house, and all I could hear was screams, and I saw lights, and I saw people. And so I run into the house, and I run to my mother's room, and I saw my mother on the floor. She was uh, she had been shot in the head, and she was lying on the floor in a pool of blood, and she was taking her last few breaths, and I'm just standing there in shock because remember 20 minutes ago i saw her on the phone and now i'm seeing her in this state and i'm looking and at this point i'm not you know i'm not walking in the things of god you know i love you know went to church but that's about all i had so i didn't know what to do in this moment and i am just in shock and with all that she had she turned her head because the police officer was trying to get me out of the room and i said i'm not leaving and so i stood there and i and she slowly turned her head and she looked at me as much as she could and it was as if she was trying to tell me something and then she turned back and then she took a few more breaths and then I saw her body just take a last breath leap off the floor and this huge amazing smile went on my mother's face and that began a process of a journey now to uh to give a little you know, background to some of this. Uh, yes, my father was the one who shot my mother. Uh, like I said, they were separated at the time. And this sent me into a whirlwind of confusion, anger, bitterness, hatred, um, loneliness, isolation. I am 21 years of age, coming home in my senior year of college. Now I have a sister who is 11 that I got to give care to. And I have a grandmother who never knew how to drive, never did anything. My grandfather did everything for her. And I have her as a responsibility as well. And we don't have a large family. We have a very, very small family. So now I'm faced with all of this trauma. What do I do with this? Now here comes the process. And there is something that I I have a book out called Royalty in Pursuit of the Crown. And something that I write about in that, I tell a little bit about that story. And one of the things that God spoke to me was this. He says that I am going to have to uh, become the individual that I saw her become in order to actually transform and be what God wants me to be. So I'm going to have to take the opportunity of going down the path of finding out who is God for me. Mm. I need to find out why am I here? What am I here for? What is it that you've called me to do? What's my purpose? And I didn't have much, but I took the seed of of the word and I began to process through all of these different things in my life. And I will kind of take it because, like I said, I don't want to eat up all the time in this story. But, you know, when you hear it, it's, it's, it's amazing. But God delivered me from the hatred that I had towards my father for what he had done because my father never accepted it, nor did he ever admit that he had done this. But he was charged uh, and, went to, and went to prison for a few years. Uh, I was able to forgive him. That was a supernatural healing that took place. Uh, I was able to uh, help and support. I would send him things. We would, you know, uh, you know, keep him up abreast as to what was going on. And the second part of this story, like I said, this is a process. But my father got out of prison uh, only nine years later, and then he came and made a statement that he was coming to uh, do to my mother 
do to me what he did to my mother. And so now he was in another cycle and another season. So there were so many facets and things that were going on. And but the Lord delivered me out of all of these things. Uh, I was married during this time, started raising my family during this time. I was I graduated from college. There are so many things. And then I was able to go through the process of forgiveness and go through the process of healing and go through the process. Now, did I have anybody to help me with it? Uh, I had my husband and I had the Lord and I made a decision that, you know what? I can't live here. If I'm going to do anything in this life, if I have been called and assigned to do anything in this earth, I know I can't do it from this place, this place of pain, this place of, of crisis, this place of trauma, this place of hate. I can't do it from this place. God can't work through that. I knew this much about the word. And so that began the journey of healing. And I'm telling you, it took a lot of work. It was a lot of um, a lot of seeking his face and really just becoming who it is that God has called me to be. But I'm, I'm to answer the question that you said, firstly, trauma. Yes, it happens to us all, but it is a decision to remain in it. Mm. It's a decision daily and moment by moment. Because I believe my process of coming out, I would never be where I am today if I still hold fast to the trauma that happened to me. It wasn't fair. It wasn't just. It wasn't right. I wanted to vindicate. But God said, I've got a better way. And I will work all of this together, Danae, for your good. Mm -hmm. I will cause this to be something that you can use for my glory. Now, I know many people might hear that and they say, how in the world can this be used for glory? I can I can tell you the story, but God has done amazing things from her life, through my, my life, my husband, our family. God has done amazing things. And it was because my husband came to the Lord because of coming to uh, at that time, like I said, we didn't even know each other really well. But when he heard what happened, he was in college at FAMU. I'm in college at BCC. We knew each other. Uh, we had met once a year. That's a whole nother story there. Once a year for four years. And then this, and I, he was the first person that I called when this happened. And he said, I'll be there. He's a football player, all American. He was uh, actually the Jets and the Giants and all of these teams were going to be there to watch him play. And he dismissed the game and said, I can't be there. I'm going. And he came to the funeral and the, and the homegoing service was so impactful. Uh, it was over 700, 800 people that were there. And he, that was the marker for him that he said, if I die today, would I have this type of celebration for my life? And it was, that was the beginning of his journey. So from that seed, when she died and fell into the ground, it sprang forth for so many others. And I believe that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Wow. I think that I'm, I'm speechless. I, I never, I never knew that story. And I, and I, I think you have just blessed thousands of, of people. Um, I literally have chills on my body that you 
still forgave your father and even after that your dad still wanted to do to you what he had done to your mother and you still but i i this 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 whole interview has gone a different direction um i want to talk about when you say that you you made the decision and that's very powerful because I talk about when I first started this show, um, my life didn't change until I totally surrendered to God. And of course, it's a process. Can you talk about that? Because it sounds like what you're telling us, Dr. LeMay, that even though with all this trauma, your father killed, murdered your mom, all of this, you totally surrendered your life to God and that's when it all changed that's when it all changed that's can right. you just 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 talk to this woman out there that's listening to that man out there that's listening who may be suicidal right now who may have just buried their wife their husband their their son their daughter who may have just gone through a breakup who may be in a domestic violence relationship uh we just talked about domestic violence on my show a few weeks ago can you just give a word about just totally surrendering your life to christ and how god can change it all yes well you know i know everyone's story is so unique everyone's experience is is just that it's their experience and i think one of the things that i have uh come to do and learn is that in you know when people are walking through things you have to get to the root of why are you there because this is one thing that I've learned in, in talking with women and men and families as well is they know that there is they need to get out. They know that, you know, I can't live in this hate. They know that they can't live in this unforgiveness. But the, but the issue is, is that they are stuck and they are in a place where they are with are moving, spinning wheels within the cycle of it all. And this is. Uh, one of the most wonderful things is is when I learned about, let me say it this way, when I learned about the kingdom of God, I'm not talking about the church. I'm not talking about religion or Baptist or Methodist or Pentecostal or any of those things. I'm talking about when I learned and understood about the kingdom of God. That is where my worth and my value and my understanding of my purpose began to blossom. And I say this, and I know this might sound a little odd because you asked me about speaking, you know, to those who are in trauma. And let me tell you this. Um, one of the things that I learned when, when I got into the kingdom is I understood that nothing in this, uh, nothing that has happened to me, though, yes, I have experienced some things. Yes, maybe some things I made a decision on some things I didn't make decision it happened. But let me say this, all things are going to work together and God is going to use this for his glory. And, and the thing about the kingdom is he says, come on, just bring it all in here. I know how to take all of this trauma. I know how to take all of this mishap. I know how to take all of these things that have occurred to you and occurred within you. And I know how to formulate it 
and fashion it and I can heal you. I can deliver you. I can set you free. He says, because when I come, I bring everything you need. It's just like what we're talking about here in America and people are talking about health care or they're talking about some of these other, you know, like national things that we, we, we want to have national health care. Well, guess what? The kingdom of God has that. It's called healing. Whatever you have need of, the kingdom has it. And he, the king brings it for his citizens. He brings it for his women. He brings it for his daughters. And understand that you can be healed from anything and everything, but you have to make a decision. This is the thing. God gets involved in decisions. I'm going to set that right there because somebody needs to hear this. When you make a decision that you don't want to live in this cycle, you don't want to live in this pain, you don't want to live in this hurt, guess what? God gets involved in the decision because he says this in his word. He says, choose ye this day. That's a decision. He says, I wish that you were either hot or cold. That's a decision. Everything when it comes down to your freedom in your mind, in your spirit, in your heart, it comes from a place of making a decision. Now, I know that might sound small, that might sound low, but let me tell you, this is the greatest thing you can do is make a decision. And when you choose and you say, I no longer want to live in this place. I'm not going to live in this dysfunction. I'm not going to live in this toxic environment. I'm not going to live in this place where I am constantly battling within me, where every place I go, everything I do, everything I see, I, I, I look at it through the lenses of the trauma that I've been through, or I look through the lenses of, you know, what has happened to me, what someone has done to me from the lenses of who has left me and who is not celebrating, who is not in my life anymore. You've got to come to a place where you break this thing off of you and you do it through a decision. This is something that I remember David, um, you all probably know in the word, David said this, uh, when there was a situation that occurred and he and the men had gone out and he came back and remember uh, the city was burned and the women were gone and the children were gone. They had all been taken captive. Everything was in disarray. It was chaotic. I mean, everybody was in pain. They didn't know what to do. It was, you know, it was just, it, it was a major, major situation. David went and he sought the Lord and he asked him this. He said, should I go and pursue them? And the Lord told David what? He said, go. Yeah. The first thing you've got to do when you make a decision is now you've got to go. And you generally have to go what? In the opposite direction of where you were coming. Because when you, to do the same thing but expect a different result is just chaos. It's, it's insanity. You cannot expect a different result when you are operating in the same cycle and mentality. So the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to go. And when you go, the next thing God said to David is he said, you will recover. And let me say this to someone. If you're in a toxic situation, if you're in a, 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 a bad situation, if you're in a, a dysfunctional situation, if you're in a low place, if you're in a depressed place, first you've got to make a decision. Then you've got to go in the opposite direction. Thirdly, you've got to tell yourself this because this is where we need self-conversation. And that is, I'm going to recover all. I will recover all. I will not be abandoned. My, my, my. Um, Dr. Danae LeMay is just such a bad sister. I mean, just anointed 
can you imagine her father killed her mother, forgave her father, and when her father got out of prison, only got nine years, by the way, he wanted to come back and kill her, my God. And look at where she is now. You want to talk about trauma? You want to talk about forgiveness? She is the poster child of that. How I know that this interview was so powerful is that I have been praying all week and I prayed coming to this radio station. And it was so powerful how I know that chains are broken. It's because at the start of this interview, the enemy does what? Has a glitch. So we have to start the recording over. That's how I know, my God, that chains are broken today. That's how I know that someone needed to hear this interview. And if Danae LeMay testimony does not touch you, does not empower you, does not inspire you, I don't know what else does. And it goes to show that if you want to change your life, you can change. If you want to be healed, if you want to be delivered, you can. You can watch the entire interview of Dr. Danae LeMay and I after this show. You can go to my Facebook page at Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd or you can go to the Fishbowl Radio Network. Hello to Dr. Danae LeMay and to her husband, Pastor Stacy DeMay. Y'all names rhyme. I love y'all name. Thank you all so much from the bottom and top of my heart. Um, Stacy LeMay, Pastor Stacy LeMay. Hello to Brittany Parker, Septopia Black, Patricia, uh, Patrice Clark, Tiffany Johnson, Jonathan Bola, Lusta Harris, Flora Green, Wilbur Lloyd, Valerie Rankins, Ronnie Fletcher, Lori uh, Ashley Lofton, Gregory Ruffin, Priscilla D. Williams, Benoris Webb, Bernard Wilkes, Purity Stockton, Joy K. Austin, uh, Flora Green, Reverend Raymond Riley, Pastor Jesse B. Bilberry, Sister Sandra LaFleur, Miranda Mitchell, Beverly Metcalf, uh, Denisha Didi Freeman, hello to you, Kara um, Terrence, thank you all so much. If I missed anyone on Facebook Live who's name I did not get Tiffany Johnson thank you all so much for listening to Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff you know when I thought about this um, I thought about we lost yesterday a rap icon and that is DMX Earl Simmons only 50 years old and if you listen to his story he was very open about his trauma being in foster care system and he talked about um, that demon that he dealt with, with with drugs that trauma that demon right and I was talking to someone right before the show and I was telling them about this powerful interview and it was someone that has dealt with drugs for over 30 years and that is now clean and she was saying that no matter how much people prayed for her that interceded and fasted for her it wasn't until she made a decision to surrender her life to God and to make a decision to change on her own let's be clear there are all kinds of addictions you have food addiction you have sex addiction you have alcohol addiction you have drug addiction you have gambling addiction there are a, a cornucopia of, of addictions that are out there but 
and I understand that an addiction is not something that can that can be dealt with overnight and I understand that it's a process and let's be clear a man or a woman a relationship a toxic relationship I've been there can be your addiction food can be your addiction you're looking at a woman I just dropped 55 pounds I was emotionally eating because I wasn't dealing with the underlying condition the trauma what was depressing me I wasn't dealing with the root of the issue when people go to drugs and drinking and gambling and there are sex addicts that are out there there is an underlying condition that they don't deal with there is something that is dealing there's something wrong when you go from man to man woman to woman in and out of different beds there is something that you're trying to escape when you try to drink your problems away when you go to drugs no matter what you try to do that's just a temporary fix but Jesus it's the solution of all of your problems. It takes me to Jeremiah 17 and 14. It says, have a drinking problem, a drug problem, but yet and still you enable them. Instead of you trying to help them, you entice them with the problem. You don't love that person. You're not that person's friend. You are enabling that person. If you really want to change, I'm not saying that it is easy. I'm not saying that it is going to be something that is going to change overnight. But one thing that I know as a person that I have dealt with, uh, dealt with food addiction, I've dealt with emotional addiction, I've dealt with hard to let somebody go addiction. Let me tell you something. If you want to change, you can change. And it had to start with me. I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, Lord, I surrender. And it wasn't until I stopped trying to play victim. It wasn't until I totally surrendered and for God to humble me and set myself. And I pray that we don't just remember him for his drug addiction, but we remember him for his gift. And if there's someone out there that you know that is battling with addiction, it's going to take more than just scripture and prayer. We have to take the necessary steps that we need to take to get that person help. I like something that Master P said. He said that I wish that people would have a support system around them. I'm paraphrasing something that he said for people that will help people when they see someone that has a problem. And I'm not saying that those people, that that person is going to listen to them. But what I am saying is, is that when you know that you love a person and you see that a person has an issue, you do everything that you can to help that person. Now it's up to them to make that decision. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can donate if you want to, if the Lord puts it on your heart by cash app, by dollar sign TMLB, or you can go to the Fishbowl Radio Network, click on PayPal, click on Jesus and Justice 
Justice with Dr. Tilton, click on PayPal. Only if the Lord puts it on your heart. Just know that I am so grateful for you. We lost some content on Dr. Tiffany and Laura Page, and we're trying to get all that rectified. But as soon as this is over, you will see the full interview with Dr. Danae LeMay, or you can go to the Fishbowl Radio Network and listen to it in its entirety. A special thank you again to the beautiful Dr. Danae LeMay. This was amazing, and I promise you, chains have been broken. We will see you again next Saturday live at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for another edition of Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. May God bless you. It's my prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, hi, this is Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd, host of Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff, broadcasting live each week on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time from Fishbowl Radio Network Studios at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. Tune in to hear how we will be unpacking issues in our society, aligning with the teachings of Christ. So be sure to log on each week on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time to catch Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd. Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in.